is. Okay. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. I'm switching gears. I was somewhere else. So tonight, um, is it going to work? Yes, it is. Tonight, I want to I talk about our Father's invitation. Ah, Todd, I loved the songs we were singing tonight. And, uh, I mean, I was, I was actually taking photographs of it. If you guys saw me taking photos, you're like, why is he playing with his phone? We're supposed to be worshiping. Um, let me just, I just want to go back to a couple of them. But uh, Well, this one, this one particularly, uh, you won't relent until you have it all. My heart is yours. So I'll just stop with that one because there's some others that go to other parts of this. But he, he's not going to relent until um, his, his love for us is so passionate, so strong. Because uh, we always wonder, God, how can you put up with me? I've done this. I've done that. I, or maybe some of you, like me, have just for a while have just been kind of a little bit, little bit out of it, a little bit like, okay, I'm going through the motions a little bit here. You know, God, are you getting tired of me yet? And he says, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. Not even in the realm of possibility. So tonight I want to talk about a special time that we're in. But I want you to remember everything is about a father who loves us and adores us. Sometimes, because we're going to take a look back a little bit at, at some of the Jewish culture. And sometimes when we look back in the old covenant, we're forgetting it's the same father who loves his kids. Um, so we're going to talk about, about some seasons that we're in. I want to uh, talk about seasons. There it is. Um, there are different seasons. Of course, we have natural seasons, winter, spring, summer, fall. But um, in the spirit, there are seasons. There are. And God actually set them up long ago. And um, unless sometimes we might think, well, you know, Paul even says, you don't have to keep all of the, you know, this, the, the feasts and everything. That doesn't make us right with God. Anymore. We're right with God because of Jesus, right? So believe me, I'm not going there. I'm not saying we've got to keep everything just so. However, even the things that happened, uh, Pentecost, the day of Pentecost, everything happened so systematically on really special days that the Lord set long, long ago. Do you remember those of you who were here when Chris Burns was here leading us in worship? I mean, wow. By the way, I think he's coming back in November. And... Um, but there's, remember he talked about time as like a coil. Do you remember that? And he's like, and every time we hit the same point in time where he goes, you're not, the, you're not going around the mountain again. You're at a different level, a different place. But there are similar things that happen in similar points in time. I'm going to talk about that today because, because something's been hitting me. We're, we're in the fall feasts now of uh, starting those of, of the Jewish fall feasts, which I'm going to talk about. But something is hitting me this year like it's never hit me before to really, really pay attention. Like, I've preached this before, but something's hitting my spirit differently, which I'm going to explain. So first I want to tell you, we just came out of the month of Av, okay? I'm not going to explain all this in detail. We just don't have time. Just take my word for it. The month of Av, and, and traditionally in, in the Jewish uh, history, it's been a very difficult, hard, the hardest month there is. Any of you feeling this at all in the last month? Like, so hard. The reason why I have this picture, by the way, this is Jerusalem, A.D. 70. Like, not a place you would want to be. The destruction, it was so bloody. I mean, the, as they talk about it, I wouldn't even want to tell you what happened. 
how bad it was. That happened uh, the 9th of Av. That, anyway, that's another thing. But so many bad things. The, the 12 spies. We, God says, here's your promised land. And they all go out there. And 10 of them say, we just, we can't. We can't. No. That happened in the month of Av, which is what we've been experiencing. Like, Lord, I want to, but I can't. I don't feel like it. I'm not into it. This is too hard. I just want to quit. Anybody? Two nights ago, two nights ago was uh, Rosh Hashanah. Wednesday night, 7.07, at least in Pleasanton, was um, sundown. And that's when Rosh Hashanah started. That's the Jewish New Year. But their days always start in the evenings, if you didn't know that. So at, so at sundown was when the New Year started. And God had already so gripped my heart that that night, Susanna and I um, pulled out the shofar, which I'm going to blow in a moment, pulled it out at 7.07. We blasted, you know, both inside of our house, and then we went in the backyard. We just felt like the Lord told us to do it. Um, the month now that we're in, as you start the new year, now we're in the month of Elul. Did you know that? Of course you didn't, because you're not probably following the Jewish calendar. That's okay. Elul, which means the king is in the field. Why is that significant? The king, I know we have a lion here, but if you think about an actual king, uh, the point was historically, you know, 11 months out of the year, the king's distant in his palace, can't get a hold of him, got a problem, oh well. And once a month he comes out and he's in the field, you have access to him. You actually get to bring your petitions to him. He listens to you. Now, the Lord listens to us all the time. So this is why talking about something like this can get a little bit tricky because we're in the new covenant. We get to run into the you know, the throne room any time we want. So I'm not suggesting that there's only one month of the year you get to do this. But I am suggesting there's something about the seasons that's real and that we need to pick up on that and pay attention to it. And there's something about the access of God that is easier. I don't know why. I'm not going to tell you I know why. I'm just telling you there's something about it. And God says, it's okay. There are different seasons for different reasons that we don't understand yet. But just... But, wouldn't, but what if, this is the way I like to say it, what if this is actually true? For those of you who are even wondering why I'm talking about this, just take it this way. What if this is actually true? What if we have been going through some hard times and God's saying, there's a season I specifically designed to kind of, as a reset button, help you to get relaunched again. What if that's true? Would you be interested? Yeah. The king is in the field. This is what I told you before. Hebrews 4.16, let us then have no fear in approaching the throne of grace to receive mercy and to find grace when we are in need of help. So this is a season where the Lord says to us, I, I know you need grace. I know you need mercy. Approach me. Come approach me. Something happens. We get worn out, all of us. We get worn out. Um, whether it's circumstances not going the way we thought, um, hard relationships. We also don't even know sometimes the warfare that's going on. We don't talk about it a whole lot here because we don't want to emphasize it, but it's true. There is warfare, and we get worn out. And God says, come back. Let's use this as a, a reboot time. Come back to me. Let's talk it over. And he says to, he says to each one of you, I'm here I'm here to, to, um, to, to listen to you. I'm here to protect you. 
Kara and every other person here. I'm here to protect you. I'm right here for you. I am the lion that we sang about earlier. I am that lion. This is, I'm going to show you a clip from uh, Prince Caspian where Lucy's getting chased and the lion's there for her. I want you to take this for your own life, both as him protecting you, even when you don't know it. Like there are times where things are not turning out the way you think and you're like, Lord, do you even care? Are you here? Watch this for yourself. And then secondly, how it's always an invitation into intimacy. stop you from coming to me. I'm sorry. I'm too scared to come alone. Why wouldn't you show yourself? Why couldn't you come roaring in and save us like last time? Things never happen the same way twice, dear one. If I'd come earlier, with everyone who died, could I stop that? We can never know what would have happened, Lucy. But what will happen is another matter entirely. And you'll help? Of course. As will you. Oh, I wish I was braver. If you were any braver, you'd be a lioness. Now, I think your friends have slept long enough, don't you? Yeah! That's our Jesus, times a million. So good. So I just mentioned we entered into Rosh Hashanah, Jewish New Year. This is, I, I found this uh, just looking this week. It was so cool. Rosh Hashanah is the anniversary of the creation of humankind or the world's birthday. So shofar is blown as a symbol of God's coronation, his pleasure over what he's created. The horn blew, and I began to wake up. Several days before Rosh Hashanah, what kind of got me awakened to this is I mentioned even a couple weeks ago when I preached how a lot of us have just been feeling like kind of going through the motions and not really into it and, um, you know, wishing we were feeling more alive spiritually, all that. I mean, some of you, maybe you're not there. That's awesome. Like, stay there. Um, don't, Don't even come down. Like... But I'm just saying, a lot of us, that's where we've been, especially like push slogging through. It felt like slogging through. And, um, and I was feeling some of that. And so all of a sudden, I just remember that verse. I don't know if this ever happens to you, like, uh, wake up, O sleeper. You remember that verse? Honestly, when I first thought of it, I'm like, okay, I think it's in a certain place, and it wasn't. It was actually in Ephesians. And um, 
And so I found that, and I I read it in the Passion. It just kind of gripped me, which I'm going to read to you here in a moment. But that's what started getting me back, saying, okay, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready to... I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go all in again. Um, and really, that's what this time is right now that we're entering into. It's God's invitation again. Don't, what, don't you want to go all in again? Don't you want to be all in? Because really, what's the option, you know? But let me read this scripture first from Ephesians 5, eight, portions of 8 to 16 in the passage. But now you have the, you have the very light of our Lord shining through you because of your union with him. That's good news. All right. Your mission, what's my mission in life? Oh, it's to live as children flooded with his revelation light. And the supernatural fruits of his light will be seen in you. Things like goodness, righteousness, and truth. Then you will learn to choose what is beautiful to our Lord. You will see this over and over and over again in scripture. This is already what God has done. You are already filled with light and you have choices. You know, Kara, who shared her story, she chose that field. She chose to go there every day to keep going back. We have choices all the time. Lord, we have choices to say, Lord, here I am. Anything you want, I'll, I'll, I'll go and, and uh, be a light any way that you want. And it goes on and it says, so whatever the revelation light exposes, see, as his light's in you, it's also going to correct. Now, this is something sometimes we don't like. I don't, I don't like correction. No, this is really, really good. The Lord's saying, I know the things that are going to draw you aside and push you, uh, you know, make you feel discouraged. He goes, my light inside of you is going to correct some things. And everything that reveals truth is light to the soul. And this is why the scripture says, arise, you sleeper, rise up from the dead, and the anointed one will shine his light into you. So we're going we're gonna to blow the shofar. I'm going to blow the shofar here in, in just a moment. As a way, see, when, when it says rise up, O sleeper, he's not condemning you. He's not tearing you down because I just showed you the context of the verse. He's saying, this is who you are. Wake up and be that because you, you have a lot of light to shine. You have a lot of people who need your influence, my influence through you. So wake up to that. So that's a uh, prophetic art of a shofar blowing. And you could see the sound. And remember, um, sound is such a big deal in the kingdom. Um, you know, the Lord spoke, and it was. His, his, literally, his sound waves created. So uh, one of the, the shofar, why are we blowing a shofar? Well, extremely um, historical for sure, all throughout Scripture. Uh, but, but in this case, uh, it's, it's going to be a victory sound, and, we're, and it's a wake-up. It's a wake-up sound. Okay, I'm waking. So let me just tell you this. You can, you can, yeah, some of you are closing your ears. That's totally okay. Um, (laughs) Seriously, if you're, you know, if uh, if sounds affect you like that, that's totally appropriate. But what I want to say is that you can open your eyes, keep them closed, stand, whatever you want to do. You may feel a lot. You may feel nothing. Some people might be like groaning, like, wow, this is amazing. And you're like, I don't feel anything. Don't even worry about it if you don't feel it. Just open up your heart and open up your spirit and say, yes. Can you say this? If this is true of you, yes, Lord, I want to be awoken. I want to wake up. Yes, Lord, I want to wake up. All right. So this is, this is uh, if, you, if you missed it two days ago, this is your New Year's Eve 
uh, horn blast, okay, to, to wake up. If you want to stand, you could stand. So, Lord, we say yes to this new season in our lives. You can have a seat. There's more. This is the year. Rosh Hashanah literally means head of the year. Also coming from... The truth that you are the head, not the tail. You are a victor, not a victim. And every year, God's saying, let's go over that again. Let's remember that again. This is refresher time. This is spring cleaning in the fall. And, um, and, and this is year 5778, securing your door to the future. If you look at that doorway right there, um, it looks kind of like the Passover door. That's the number eight, the chet. You can say chet. Okay, there you go. It looks exactly like the doorpost of the Exodus Passover story. In other words, this new season promises life and life more abundantly. That's what we just entered into. The number eight is associated with cutting away of the old. I mean, anyone need some old things just gone again? Let me, let me, okay, cutting away of the old, fresh starts, new projects, resurrection life, and open doors. Now, let me just say this. The cutting away of the old. Someone would, some would say rightfully, well, have, have, hasn't the old already been cut away? Yes. You know, Colossians 2.11, the old flesh is cut away. Like Jesus cut off the sin nature. Absolutely. So we're not talking about trying to get back up there on the cross and do what Jesus did. I'm not suggesting that. What I'm saying is that, almost okay, like an oil change. It's like that. The old sluggish, like things are not working the way they're supposed to. It's time for an oil change. It's time for a refresher. That's what we're saying. There are some things that just get built up. Things where the enemy told you lies long enough, you're starting to believe them again. That's what we're saying. Okay, I just wanted to clarify the difference. We are now in the 10 days of awe. That is the 10 days between Rosh Hashanah, which started Wednesday night, and Yom Kippur, let me just show that to you, which, which is in next Saturday. There you go. Those are the 10 days of all. What does that mean? This is the time where God says, let's take a 10-day journey together where you give me access really intentionally over and over again during these 10 days, access to your heart. Let's, let's press that reset button because I've got amazing things for this next year for you. Don't you want that? Now, again, you miss those 10 days. Is it all over for you? No. But I am telling you there is something significant about it, and my spirit knows it. I can't tell you why. Something happened different this year to me, like pay attention. So what we've been doing, Suzanne and I, daily since when we blow the show far that night, um, we've just been extra... Um, 
making decisions to keep going back and worship, 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 remembering the words that have been spoken over our lives. You know which ones I mean. The words where you like, oh, okay, that never happened. Oh, well, whatever. Too many disappointments. It's just easier to like, you know, throw them in the dumpster. That way I don't have to carry around disappointments. God says, why don't you pull those out again and dust them off and ask me about those again and say, Lord, you know, what about these words? I'm getting in the word really intentionally. Um, the big yes in your heart for him. Yes, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I just, uh, when we started this church 17 years ago, there was a significant moment where Suzanne and I were weeping on the floor at, up at Bethel because we had had a really hard ex- previous experience. And we said, God, we're all in. And we said, we put our chips in the middle of the table. And just earlier today, I said, okay, God, it's not like I never, I never took the chips off the table, but I'm all in still. My, the chips are still in the middle of the table. And it's feeling really good. And, and this is a time when the Lord is inviting us into um, repentance. And that's a word we don't use a whole lot. Maybe we don't like it. It's a really, really good word. Um, because repentance, you know, isn't necessarily about being on the ground and sobbing and wailing and have I, you know, wailed enough for God to notice. That's not repentance. Repentance is waking up, wake up, O oh sleeper, waking up to realize this isn't what I want. This uh, discouragement, um, shame, um, you know, whatever it is, bad relationships, hanging on to unforgiveness. That's, that is destroying me. I don't want that. And God says, I know, right? How about we talk this over? You're on this road. He's like, could we just talk this over? Wouldn't you rather have this? And repentance is, yes, I would rather have that. I don't want this anymore. Lord, take that away. I want this. That's repentance. That's what he's asking us to do. Like, like really pay attention. It's, this is not self-works. It's not self-help. You're saying, God, take a look at my heart with me. Look in. Is there anything that needs to go so that this next season I get to enjoy everything you've intended for me to enjoy? And remember, it is come on, the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. I'm going to go back to the Father's love. He's not going to manipulate you. He's not going to use fear to make you do things. He says, nope, it's my kindness. I love you. Let's do this together. So we're going to look at this invitation. We're going to look inside this invitation. You ready? Because this is for you. And in just a minute, I'm going to show you over and over again where God says, he says, you know, you, you really don't want that, do you? He'll show you some things, not to embarrass you, not to shame you, not because he doesn't like you. But because he loves you so much, he's like, can we just look at that together? Yeah, that's not you. Wouldn't you rather? Wouldn't you rather have this? So what, this is what the invitation is. Come on. Wouldn't you rather? Wouldn't you rather have this? So we're going to look at that. But I want you to pay attention to the ones that hit you. We're going to go through a bunch of them right now, just really quick. Okay? Wouldn't you rather have this? And pay attention to the ones that... F- that you know are kind of hitting the mark in your heart, okay? A couple days ago, um, Christina and I were talking, and, and I was sharing some of this with her, and she's just made a bunch of courageous decisions lately um, that we all need to do. It's hard, it's hard to shift out of old mindsets. It is. But when we have the courage to say, yes, Lord, I'll do it anyway, we start seeing amazing suddenlies, breakthroughs, all the things you're longing to see. So Christine has been in this amazing season, and I shared some of this with her the other day. She sends me this email back with these amazing wouldn't-you-rathers. And I'm like, 
These are brilliant. I'm going to use them. So I added a few of my own, but most of them are from her. And I just, I just think it's so awesome because, because that's what happens. When you take the courageous route and you let him have access to your heart, guess what? After he starts healing you, he's going to turn right around and use you to bring a whole bunch of other people with you. All right? So here's your wouldn't you rathers. Pay attention to the ones that really hit you, okay? Because we're going to do something in a minute. Wouldn't you rather trust me? Here's his invitation. Wouldn't you rather take my hand? Okay. Wouldn't you rather be free? See, we're not listing all the negative things right now. Because you know what the opposite of these things are. He's like, wouldn't you rather have this? Wouldn't you rather love yourself? Wouldn't you rather do that? Wouldn't you rather care again and let your light shine? And wouldn't you rather rest in my ability to take care of you? Wouldn't you rather partner with me instead of doing it all on your own? He says, wouldn't you rather let love win? Oops. Wouldn't you rather accept yourself was the last one. And wouldn't you rather give me your fears? Wouldn't you rather do that? Wouldn't you rather be kind to yourself? Wouldn't you rather just let go of the madness? You know what that means for you. Wouldn't you rather believe it doesn't have to be this way? Talking about the discouraging places. Wouldn't you rather make life-giving choices with my help? Life-giving choices. Wouldn't you rather do that? Wouldn't you rather not feel alone? Because these are all the things he's offering. I'm with you always. Wouldn't you rather speak life over yourself and your situations? Yeah, yes is a great answer, by the way. I'm hearing you. some of you say, yes, Lord. Wouldn't you rather know that I got you? Wouldn't you rather focus on me? Wouldn't you rather agree with what I say about you? Wouldn't you rather invite me into the mess instead of trying to stay there on your own? Wouldn't you rather let yourself be loved? Wouldn't you rather understand I have no hidden agendas? Wouldn't you rather hand me your hurts? Just a few more. Wouldn't you rather let the offense go? Wouldn't you rather not make up negative stories about others in your mind? 
wouldn't you rather forgive completely as I have done for you? Wouldn't you rather remember the times I've come through for you? Wouldn't you rather ask for my help? And wouldn't you rather be open to my invitation? Now does repentance make more sense? Because these are all choices. Instead of all the opposite of everything we just said, God said, wouldn't you rather have this? So this is that time of just saying, God, whatever it is that would, you know, that would hinder all that you have for me, now is the time I want you to take care of it. I want you to take a look. So we're going to do that right now. I want you to, if you need to find a place, we're going to take about the next 10 minutes right now, the last 10 minutes we have. Um, going to play two different songs. I want to explain the second one. I'll just explain the first one first. And that is, I want to give you some time. So if you want to spread out, if you want to, you know, get up here on the altar or on the carpet or whatever, uh, please do. Because uh, this is a time where I want you just, just to take some time with the Lord. Like you just heard a bunch of things. But what happens when you hear a good message, but you don't do anything about it is you just kind of go away and then it's just gone. And I, I want to make sure we don't lose this opportunity. In fact, I'm going to pray. I'm going to stop and pray and make sure that we're, we're just led by the Spirit right now. But I want you to take a few moments to use your voice, even if it's a whisper. I'm not telling, saying, you know, yell out loud, but I'm saying just, just Jesus, I, I don't want this anymore. I don't want to walk down this road of unforgiveness. I'm so tired of that. And he says, I know, right? Do you want, let's go this way. But I want you just to, that's what repentance is, is agreeing. I don't want this. I want this. So I want you to talk to him about it. And the, uh, the song that I'm going to play um, is I Want You by Laura Reinhardt. And uh, there's, it's, it's instrumental for a while. And then she just begins to sing a bunch of times, I want you. Because, again, it's not that you're just choosing to lay this down, but you're choosing your yes. Jesus is your yes. So find a place if you need it. And uh, we're going to take a little bit of time right now just for you to talk to the Lord. And as this starts, I'm just going to pray. Holy Spirit, thank you for leading us into uh, just a place where we can be real with you, real with Jesus, real with Papa. Or we're just, we're just laying down the things that we don't want. We're saying yes to you, Jesus. Take a look at our hearts. Get us ready. Get us prepared for what's coming. So again, if you need to move out on the carpet, whatever you need to do, just do that.
Jesus, if there's anything He wants to show you, anything He wants to show you about your heart, that you can agree for Him to take you into a different direction. Before I start the next song, I want to read to you just a part of a prophetic word from uh, Charles Champ. But it's the Lord saying to us, I right now for this time, it just this time that we're in, he says, I will open the windows of heaven and showers of blessings will overtake your homes. This is a year of open opportunities, open doors, open heavens. Don't look to the past to predict what is about to come. Those days are gone for good. What happened then could never produce what I have in mind in the now. I will stretch out my mighty hand and I will open your eyes to see that I'm putting an end to your lack, rejection, dissatisfaction, disappointment, and demonic harassments. 
your failure, your sickness, your shame will be washed away by the power of my son's name. Every generational curse disturbing you will be scattered and destroyed. I'm thinking of the Aslan, you know, just roaring. Jesus' ability to do this. This year will be a time of supernatural shock and awe as I passionately pour out my spirit and divinely fill your cup to overflow with blessings that can't be numbered, named, or contained. So we're going to listen to uh, a song, Lord, I Receive. But I want, the reason why I'm doing this, I want you to get in this place now of a thankful heart. We're just going to practice it together. This, that's what this song is about. It's another soaking song, but it's Lord, I Receive. Lord, I Receive everything you have for me. So we're getting out of the victim mindset, out of the orphan mindset, and into the sonship, daughtership, that we belong, that we are blessed, that we are the head, not the tail, that this is a blessed year. And this is part of preparing your heart, is keeping it, is keeping it um, looking at the Lord and believing his promises is a huge part of preparing your heart. So just tell me that as this is going on, thank him for things. I receive, Lord, I receive what you have. I receive the promises. But be more specific than that with things he's told you. Go back to some of the words that you remember spoken over you. And call them out again. Lord, I receive.
Bible says that, that fa- the Father is so pleased with faith. And that's what faith is. It's just agreeing. Faith is just agreeing. Yes, Lord, you are this good. I do receive it. I'm not going to live in the bad places. I don't have to live there. I live in the good places. I live in the heavenly places. That's my home. That's my home. You are my home, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So I want to I end tonight by, if we had more time, we would just park it there. But I want to, I want to end by just giving you some really practicals. It's the kingdom is never going to be about, you know, one service. This one service changes everything. No, there's God is always calling us, drawing us in they have to, to spend time with him. And how many of you sometimes, you know, you kind of get that tug, but you just don't want to. So you just don't, you know what I mean? You're, you're, no, I don't, no, I just don't want to. And, and part of the reason we do that is because even when we do go spend time with the Lord, we don't always immediately feel that breakthrough. Like, okay, I was hoping to really encounter something, didn't really feel much, so what's it really doing? Got in the Word, didn't really feel like it. I did it, didn't feel much. God says, wouldn't you rather stay there and see what happens? Wouldn't you rather do that again and again and watch what really happens? Because you're actually building, I promise you, you're building this heavenly account. There's something going on. It's not works. I promise you it's not works. But there's promises that the Lord says, I'm looking for those who want me. I want you all. I want you. This is the Lord. I want you all. Keep coming and watch what happens. Just listen to my voice. Listen to my voice. So what does that actually look like? Because you might be thinking, well, I'm, darn it, I missed Rosh Hashanah, so am I out this year? No, there's seven more days left. you got another week. And what you, seriously, what you choose daily, even when you wake up in the morning throughout your day, is going to make a huge difference. What can you do? Things like continually say yes to the Father's invitation all week long, as many times as you can think of it. Lord, yes. Yes to your invitation to reset my heart so that I experience all that you have for me this year. Yes, Lord. That's something you can do. I'm going to give you five of them. Go back to the prophetic words. Most of you in this room have them. Certain words that really stick out and you know which ones I'm talking about. Or maybe you've kind of forgotten about them. Bring them back. Go back to those words and say, God, can we look at these together again? Can we, can we talk these over? God says, I would love to do that. Here's another one. is uh, read God's word and declare his promises over your life. Over and over and over again. What promises, Pastor Brent? You know the ones. All things are working. God turns all things for good, and they're working in your favor. All things are. I, you're the light of the world. I mean, we can kind of go on and on. There's, you know, there's so many promises. I could, we could have a line right here of your favorite promise, and it would go on for the next hour, guaranteed. Remember them. Speak them over your life again. This is the week to do that over and over again. Find reasons to be thankful every day. Every day. Every day. God, thank you. You all are going through stuff. Guaranteed it. I know you're going through stuff. Look for the things that God's doing. Look for the ways you can be thankful. You're so blessed. Remember those. Speak them out. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. And the last one is worship, 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 worship. Whatever that looks like for you, if that's soaking, great. Get on the floor and soak. If you need to, if you like to crank the praise music to the, to, you know, to the 10, go for it. 
in your car, whatever. If you are an instrumentalist, I get on my keyboard every day. I'm worship, worship, worship. It does something. It does something to you. So all I'm saying is don't don't give up. We've just entered into a, a season, a new season. Doesn't that feel good? We're in a new season, and and God, His new seasons are always good. So so I'm I'm just what I'm doing. I'm just a I'm just a voice of the Lord. Uh, you know, just a just a reminder to you to bring, to give you courage and and hope again. But take this thing, take the baton, and run with it. Do some things for your own heart over and over again. Again, not works. It's not works, but it's good. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, what happens is you won't necessarily feel it right away or day two or whatever. But the more you stay in his presence and do these things, your heart starts feeling soft again. The places where you kind of just checked out, they start coming back again. The promises you didn't want to believe, you're starting to remember again. And hope's rising up. All right, so I want to bless you with that. I want to ask that the prayer team would come forward. And uh, it, we're, oh, we're over time. So also, if parents could get your children, that would be awesome. Um, prayer teams, are you here? I want to, I want to uh, yeah, let's come on up. Because I want, I want people to be able to pray. I'll stay up here as well. And uh, if you, because uh, here's another one. Here's another discouragement um, that wears us down is sometimes when we're not seeing, um, you know, we're not seeing all the answers right away, even to the prayers, the physical, emotional, relational prayers. I want to tell you, just like we said, every time we're declaring, things are happening. So get more prayer. I want to, I just, we're just wiping away the old, the discouragement of the old, of whatever you feel like didn't happen when you hoped it would, the discouragements. We're just saying, Lord, would you take those? Because he said, wouldn't you rather look to me as your healer again? So if you need healing, I want to invite you up. And otherwise, you're blessed and free to go. Amen.